regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular features show. Hello and welcome to the Regular Features Podcast, the podcast that's exactly the same every week. And like every week, I'm your host, Steve Hogarty. Hello. I'm also joined by my two best friends. Yay! Starting with the man who says yay when he is... <laughs> confirmed as one of my top two buddies oh you've made it a competition now hello i'm john log Blythe, and um steve didn't introduce me because he's just trying to wrong foot me make it awkward for everyone but i've got a lovely feature for you tonight it's about a game that i've played called assassin creed valhalla it's, it's got it's got people in it it does have people i read that in the GameSpot review it's got people in it count me in and do his right Hello, my name's Joe Scribbles. I'm the number one friend of Steve, um, because I was introduced second like the hit parade. And as such, I've prepared a lovely feature, especially for Steve, all about tailoring. Um, and I get to go first, actually, so I think I'm doing pretty well today, as far as things go. So, so you want it both ways, do you? It's like golf scoring in this section but football scoring in the other section you just get <laughs> the world bends to your will does it joe Hundo you re- no such is the benefits i gain from being steve's fave you disgusting bastard <laughs> well you know what the way you both behaved this intro <gasps> none of you are my favorite oh, anymore my God, who? well okay in that case we'll behave and try to make you like us again by the end of it steve that's, is that a deal joe that's what a I'd really like good idea actually Shut up, Steve, and let us get on with it. (laughs) I'm sad that I'm happy. I'm small, but I'm doing fine. I'm lost, but I'm hopeful, yeah. I'm green, but I'm see-through. I'm wet, but I'm somehow dry. I shake when I wobble, baby. And what it all comes down to. Is that all a jelly boy can do is jiggle and spin Cause I got no skin or muscle And my bones are made out of gelatin This isn't my feature log And feel free not to talk about it if it will endanger your livelihood But I've been watching a show with loads of Freemasonry in it Oh wow! And the only thing I can think while I'm watching it is is Log, like, fucking trying to kill policemen and shit and just not doing features about it? Because that would be bullshit. There's a policeman's lodge. I mean, we're quite... Yeah, we're... that's the point. There's oh, and, oh, bad you think there's warring lodges. policemen versus good, upstanding, non-Freemason policemen. So I don't know what you're up to. Well, I always hope that if I got pulled over... Buy a police mm. one. I I could just give him a little Freemasons wink. Is there a say, special honk? We don't have to. Do- <laughs> Is there a second honk on the back of your wheel? <laughs> just give him the third degree honks on my car. <laughs> <laughs> you pull it and it just goes like fa 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 fa, and the policeman just walks away without another word. <laughs> Freemason. I like how you've entirely dodged talking about anything to do with Freemasonry. I didn't even spot how well he deflected that. That was was so good. We have to go on like month long courses on how to deflect questions and get him not (laughs) give away the secret. (laughs) He's lying about the month long courses. This is all part of the deception. Mm. Layers upon layers. The uh, the only tip is just make some fun whimsy about a car honking in a fun way. <laughs> <laughs> then they'll start like singing little honking songs. You're far away. <laughs> they'll do all the work from that point. So entertained will they will be. <laughs> make sure they riff. That's, that's <laughs> the way out. <laughs> so what what is the program you're watching that on? It's called Gold. I just finished it. It's very good. It's about some lads going into a vault in the 80s or trying to get into a vault to steal a million pounds. They turn around and there's 30 million pounds of gold sitting outside the vault. (laughs) It's based based on real life. 
and then it just becomes a gradually wider and wider criminal conspiracy and the Freemasons get involved. It's very good. I've heard <laughs> good things about it. gold. My, my favourite thing about it, Freemasons aside, is that it's one of those shows that as you watch it, you're like, this is fabulously written. And then you realise as you're watching it that that's because every time anyone asks a totally normal question like, where's that gold? Someone looks down and then looks up and goes... You know, my dad, he done, he's a bad man. And he'll give this perfect, beautiful, personal allegory that immediately explains the entire situation, but in a roundabout way. So it's like, a, like a string full of thoughts for the day, or something. Yeah, yeah. Like there's this, there's this guy who runs the police investigation, the good cop, played by Downton Abbey Boy, and he's got like 300 different perfectly applicable anecdotes about the war and he just gives them out throughout the entire show anytime anyone asks him anything he's like when i was in cyprus <laughs> you're like what the fuck is going on and then- <laughs> brian boyce it's very good i enjoyed it a lot i like the idea of the the freemasons getting involved because like, yeah, it's they- not like it's not like we roam the land looking for intrigue well, they- to get involved in they protect their own don't they Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, they got embroiled rather than they decided to poke their beaks in. Let's like us from Rothervive, right? We don't, <laughs> we don't get what the establishment gets, which you know gives us some of the Freemasons. That's all that. It's brilliant. <laughs> you see them at all these lodges, and then occasionally one of the Freemasons like, "You haven't been showing up much lately, and we only protect those who show up to do little handshakes and that." That's <laughs> in <laughs> You're the, this handshake's three months out of date. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> you haven't learnt the new finger technique. <laughs> That's version 1.2.3. We're up to 1.2.4 now. It's, it's got an extra finger twiggle at the end. Oh, I've said too much. The fingers are an inch longer now, you fanny. You short-fingered fanny. <laughs> you can't see readers. Log's red with fury. He's only playing along to keep his, <laughs> to keep his oars clean. Nonsense. I'm just a sanguine fat Chortling man who goes red when he's happy. <laughs> That's a nice if you, stop. If you want to know about Mason, we just watched that Toast of London episode where they join the Freemasons. It's very accurate. <laughs> really? Accurate. You, can, you can tell they, they it was written by fucking Freemasons, that one was. There's no way Matt Berry's not a Freemason. I was going to say Matt Berry gives, he stinks of Freemasonry. Yeah. Because yeah, he a suits fun. a robe. Mm. <laughs> he does suit a robe. <laughs> he looks great in a robe. <laughs> I could see him being paddled, paddled in a confined space. <laughs> what, how confined? Well, how confined, exactly. <laughs> like a small box, like a hutch. How short a is the, the handle on this paddle? I'm being paddled in a hutch. <laughs> I'm just a jelly boy. I am made from gelatin. Sometimes it makes me quite annoyed. Jiggle and spin Met a doctor Who walked past Said he had A range of cures Recommended A podcast Said it was Called regular features Gap your love mad Steve in my ear holes I did not dare Hope for miracles My heart going Boom, boom, boom Then Jelly boy, we're gonna give you bones Yeah, some bones Some jelly boy bones Either of you boys ever been to a tailor? Not a single once. Oh no, never had anything tailored to me. <laughs> oh, but you've just attended. I've wasted a tailor's time, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Walked in. <laughs> How long's your tape measure? <laughs> I have had a man measure my inner thigh with a yeah. long tape measure before. So I, know, I went. Oh, and it was, wasn't a, it wasn't like a sex thing or a joke. No. He was a tailor who was measuring my inseam, mm. so my legs could be the correct length for trousers. That's nice. Well, I went the whole hog. And had a wedding suit measured up today, which is very exciting. I found it uniquely unsettling. 
like a man. Like this man, he was very nice, very professional, but he kept, he kind of growled everything he was asking me to do. He'd just be like, Adam. And the one thing he said multiple times was, come to me. (laughs) <laughs> which I thought was, was quite aggressive <laughs> but also like sounds nice. romantic yeah. yeah that is sweet come to me I feel like you're very far away from me yeah <laughs> I can't say, I can't work like this <laughs> <laughs> yeah because I kept running away so he keeps watching me yeah like I kept expecting him to say expecting him to say things like Rex do a fart baby I don't mind I like it you know just like in all while he's measuring the exact to the millimetre size, you know, of my tum, which I didn't like. <laughs> the tum was the worst bit. I didn't like someone having that data because that's data I withhold from myself. So I don't want that to be or tongue. Tum. Okay, cool. Tum, I, thought, I didn't know. How, I was wondering when the whimsy would kick in, and I just thought we got there early. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. A little but... tailored shirt for your tongue. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> So when you stick your tongue out at a wedding, it still looks very sharp. (laughs) It's beautiful. Unfortunately, when you say I do, you're just like... (laughs) Shoots off into her face. Shoots off. It's a weapon. (laughs) There's a wet bow tie dripping down on his cheek. (laughs) But this is the thing. I was impressed by the thoroughness as a man. I don't know. Like, yeah, my suit game is you know, essentially River Island and not just making sure that they've got the sizes for a big flesh rhombus. Like, (laughs) it's like a diamond-shaped boy walking in and being like, I really hope they've got very differently sized clothes this time. Flesh rhombus sounds like a Welsh rugby player. (laughs) (laughs) Who's just retired. (laughs) And so... Yeah, like the process of this, the measurements take about took about an hour, and this immaculately dressed man sort of scampered up and down my body, like whipping jackets and trousers off of racks and throwing them at me, measuring hems and chopping off sleeves and backflipping onto my shoulders, getting me to stand against <laughs> walls and throwing <laughs> knives in a perfect silhouette around my body, Sounds all like in the name Jack of sartorial relationship science. you've got going on here. <laughs> yeah, he was, yeah, yeah, he was like both angel and devil sitting on my shoulders. <laughs> but I was familiar with some of the ways you're measured, but there were interesting different measurements that I didn't know that you could even make. So here are my top five measurements that Taylor does. They wouldn't even believe they have to do in your wildest dreams. <laughs> Is one of them tongue? <laughs> it's not, but close. <laughs> Measurement one, head. <laughs> That's where the tongue is. Why, said I, do you need to measure my head? I'm not getting a suit for my head. I'm not doing that thing where you put googly eyes on my chin, get upside down, and then it looks hilarious. That I can't is, do that. That is great. <laughs> I can't do that at the altar. Anna said no. I told you this, Graham. My tailor looked around at me, a piteous look in his eye. He said, if I don't measure your head, sir, how do you propose to know at what talk to apply your tie to your forehead when the Macarena plays? <laughs> I considered for a moment. I didn't know I was buying a tie. How much is it? He grinned. 800 more pounds. <laughs> I had an idea. Cheap at half the price, I said. He didn't. He didn't play along. Well, yes, it would be half the cheaper, half the price. That's fifty percent off. Fifty <laughs> percent off, you say? I'll take it. <laughs> I thought I'd bamboozled myself into a discount till he whipped a spare jacket button into my nutsack with all the finesse of a Monaco croupier throwing a poker chip at a man's nutsack. I hope that explains why he measures your head. I'm not sure if it does. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Measurement yeah. two. Hip has to bought, ceiling. Sorry. What? <laughs> no, do, do so hop in. <laughs> it really has brought back to my mind that I've never understood the phrase cheaper half the price. And I'm no. happy to go through life not knowing what it means, just so I can be fucking irked every time it's, anyone says it. It's like when, yeah, I was, no, it's not an interesting digression. <laughs> anyway, yes. Measurement two, hip to ceiling. With the aid of the ladder, our ladder, the tailor measured from the pointy tip of my hip, known in the trade as the Spaniard's elbow, 
up to the ceiling height of a standard Georgian semi-detached. He then got, to, then got me to put my hands above my head and jump up and down, taking photos at the zenith of each jump. He then went on to develop these photos in a dark room while I waited outside in my pants, hearing him occasionally barking things like, No, no, the lapels are too slack! He could be heard audibly slapping himself in the face. He returned, apparently unaware I could hear him, and said, We will get this right. Believe me, it's for your own good. I asked what it was all for, and he said it's apparently to make sure that if I'm unexpectedly hanged by a mob, my suit will look unrucked. He seemed very sure that I would be hanged. This measurement <laughs> is one to watch. <laughs> one to watch. <laughs> measurement three. Leg on top of a fridge. At one point, my tailor muttered, <laughs> I need the smeg. Disappeared into an alcove and returned dragging a fashionable big red fridge. Fetching two apprentices, the cadre then applied a winch and pulley system to my ankle and hoisted my foot to the apex of the smeg, leaving me looking like I'm mid-karate kick, like some kind of a Jean-Claude Van Jackie-chan. He then applied a Newton meter to my crotch, slowly adding more and more weight, until the sample trousers ripped off at me at high speed, flying into a mannequin and smashing off its head, like if Oddjob fired his trousers instead of his little hat. <laughs> This is a test of tensile gusset strength and is incredibly important for high-power dancing. Measurement four. Sitting in a Citroen Berlingo. Even as I arrived in his shop, I heard the tailor shout to his friend, the man that sews up your suit pockets to annoy you, We got a Berlingo, boy! Halfway through the process, the tailor said, Get on the lazy Susan, and kicked a whole host of mannequins off a circular dais, ushering me to step up. No sooner than I had... He spun the Susan at breakneck speed, and when I regained my balance, I saw that a full Citroen Berlingo chassis had quietly been arranged in front of me. Put this on and get in, said he, passing me a bow tie. I was nude at this point, by the way. He then measured every part of the car, ignoring me entirely. <laughs> exactly the same, he muttered confusedly, and told me to get back on the Susan. After a spin <laughs> in the opposite direction, the chassis was gone. Mystery measurement. <laughs> Get back on the Susan. <laughs> Get back on, back on the, the Susan. The... You know you've stepped out of line when someone says that to you. <laughs> Get back on the Susan. It, it only occurred to me as I was writing that Juicy Susan might have come from Lazy Susan, and I've never thought of it before. <laughs> you don't A get, cousin. You don't get that juicy by moving around too much. Yeah. <laughs> and measurement five. My big special fate bubble like in Donnie Darko. Towards the end of my appointment, the tailor whipped round and shouted, Alexa, blue! And the room turned really bloody blue. True blue, like a moon. He turned back and whispered, Remember in Donnie Darko when everyone had those fucking bubbles coming out of their chests and only Jake Gyllenhaal could see them? And they were like, your fate or something. Like they followed your bubble and you'd go where destiny told you and then a plane would fall on you. If you chuck in 50 quid, I can measure your bubble. <laughs> of course I said yes, and so began the painstaking process of him pulling a tape measure around the room from my chest out, creating a beautiful arc through empty space, tracing my fate as if it was so much inside leg, but a wobbly <laughs> inside leg, made of a bubble. His work complete, he turned to me, looked me dead in the eye and said, I know where you're going. I know what fate has preordained. A tear ran down his cheek. You're going to McDonald's. You're a pig. Now let me at that waist. I'm going to add an inch, you fuck. <laughs> and those are just five of the unknown measurements available to you at the tailor's shop. <laughs> I thought when he was measuring your fate bubble, you were going to end up following him around the shop and him saying, stop following me. And you said, I can't help it. What? What do one more minute do? <laughs> I'm here for an hour. Is this so a pretty exciting experience for me. Uh, and in four weeks, I should have a big purple suit. <laughs> oh, purple? Really... No. It's Not green. Purple. It's green. It's green. That sounds good. Nice. It's Has a it... nice suit. It's got lapels? 3.5 inch. 
extra width. <laughs> for the man with... You've That's gone it. for the extra a wide, wide torso. This is the thing. I don't know much about suits. So when the guy offered me things, I alt- I basically alternated between standard and different. And I don't know whether I made the right choices. When he said lapels, he was like, you got the, you got the standard three inch. And then he flipped up another one. He was like, well, this one's three and a half. Three and and a half. I, I think it's pretty nice. And I was like, I love it. I love that. <laughs> so we'll find out what happens there. You he never heard said, of anyone say, that suit's got too much lapel. That's true. Like, I've never heard anyone say so. Add more. You've never seen a suit like mine, though. <laughs> yeah. So there's more lapel in than a hard suit. breeze. You would get picked <laughs> up into the sky. Yeah. I look like an upside down bird. It's <laughs> just hanging off me. Yeah. You also said my my trousers might be a bit plain, so I should have turn ups. And I was like, Fine. I'll have turnips. And he was like, look, if you don't like them, they're turnips. We'll just turn them down. I was like, wow. And then they're dragging puddles. Oh. Oh, you can turn them back up on the inside, maybe. I don't know how it works. (laughs) Yeah, turn them right up to my knees inside. (laughs) Jazz are just like fucking weird Mobius things to me. Yeah, they just go up and down. Who knows when they stop? (laughs) I hate turnips. Carry on. (laughs) Good. Listen. Who hurt you, Steve? <laughs> prefer a squash. Oh, I thought... Yeah. Are they analogous? I, 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 the suede was right there. A Swede suede. Suede. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> yeah. Nah, we're all thinking now, aren't we? We're all stuck on that. <laughs> no, I've got blank. <laughs> Shim... Uh, no. Um, denim... I once was jelly, then they put bones inside me. Now I'm all scaly, and I'm as glad as can be. I've got a rib cage, and I am never lonely because I marry everyone that I see. But if you asked me, is there anything, sir, that I could give you? I would stop and whisper, I want more bones. Give me more bones. Give me an ulna, give me some metatarsals, give me six femurs, and then more metatarsals. I don't want tarsals, it's metatarsals for me, and please don't bonesplain about the bones that I need. Just shove a funnel into my jiggly green bod and pour in bone dust till I'm a bony white rock. I want more bones, give me more bones. I check the mirror and cannot see any jelly left in me. I look down at my feet, and who on earth do you think that I see? It's that jelly guy, the guy that I used to be, jiggling and spinning, he's just as cute as can be. And now we're best friends, we podcast every week, and in the night time, we fight and crime on the streets. We're an odd couple, like bony chalk and soft cheese, tune in on Wednesdays to Jelly Boy and Boney, we are best friends. The fun don't end. Uh, did you guys watch the Oscars? I watched I'm, clips thereof. I have seen nothing of it, and I've, I'm not even sure what people have been tweeting about. I can't get any. Was there any outrage? No. Well, no. It was just a beautiful ceremony of people winning uh, lots of awards for being good at films and working for uh, production companies that pay all that money to get nominated to win an Oscar. <laughs> so yeah, that was good. Sounds like life-affirming. Everyone getting what they deserve see, and paid for. Did you see Hugh Grant's interview? Where he yeah. couldn't give a shit. It was oh, what was he <laughs> saying? What's that little shit stare up to? He gave such a small shit, it was awkward to watch. Yeah, there was the lady, like, he'd already been put off, because I think he made some, some like, literary reference to... The, a Vanity Fair and the lady interviewing him took it to mean the Vanity Fair party that everyone goes after mm-hmm. and he clearly at that moment was like fuck this she didn't she didn't get my cool reference yeah. and then the next question she asked was what who are you wearing oh, what are you wearing tonight and he just went my suit <laughs> and she goes and oh. who, who made it and he's like my tailor <laughs> and there's a part of you that's like I mean, it's more interesting than normal, but there is also a part of me going, 
just say it's by yeah. an expensive person. <laughs> Come on. Where'd you get that from? Suit dick. shop. <laughs> Mom's bros, dickhead. <laughs> and she asked him like about being in Knives Out. Oh, yeah. like... Uh, I was only in it for three seconds. Yeah, didn't do anything. <laughs> Good gosh. She says, oh, well, it must have been fun, right? Mm. And he's like, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah I guess it's fun <laughs> playing a gay man. <laughs> <laughs> That's your idea of fun, then yeah. <laughs> it's me, I don't think it's right. <laughs> Brendan Fraser's Acceptance speech mm. I found particularly moving. I've got it recorded for you here. I'm going to play it back to you now. Wow. Oh, that's nice. Hello. <laughs> my name is Brendan Fraser, also known as The Whale. <laughs> when I'm not sieving plankton through my baleen, you'll find me solving mummy crimes in ancient Egypt or being a thought out caveman in an arcade in the 1993 movie Encino Man, which was released in the UK as California Man. <laughs> According to assistant director Jerry Ketchum, the title didn't travel well. They had to rename it in other countries because nobody knows what Encino is. <laughs> well, I, I'd like to tell you... <laughs> And Chino is a neighborhood in the San Fernando Valley region of Los Angeles, California. I'd like to thank my agent. Out to play me off. Okay. Bye. That <laughs> <laughs> oh, was very moving because he's been away from Hollywood for a long time. Yeah, he was barred for not playing along with Harvey Weinstein, wasn't it? <laughs> Something like that. Uh, I think he's just. Researching in Chino. <laughs> this took a lot, a lot of work, a lot yeah. of books to dig into. He got stuck yeah. on trousers for a while. Yeah, yeah. So, so they go there because that's what they're wearing. It was be- I liked the bit where he did the whale noises. I'd love to know what he was you saying. Sign on and sign off with that. So, so long. <laughs> well, maybe he'd have done it if those heartless bastards hadn't played him off. Mm, Play yeah. dolphin noises, I imagine, just to just to make it feel just giggling shit. dolphins and throwing beach balls at him. And whales hate beach balls. Yeah, That's it was sea lion. It was upsetting when he grabbed one of the one of his keepers and smashed them repeatedly against the side of the pool. <laughs> Dragged them by their ponytail to the bottom of the pool and held them there, just to the point where they're about to drown, and then let them go. And repeated the process over three hours. <laughs> so playful. <laughs> wow, the entire massed ranks of Hollywood gave him a standing ovation. <laughs> Fired guns at him. <laughs> but whales have famously thick, impenetrable, bulletproof skin. Only their hole. That's the only place on them that you can shoot. Yeah, you have and to be- drop a little torpedo down it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it was certainly an eventful Oscars, let's say that. <laughs> Beautiful. You told us you didn't have a feature. I didn't have a feature. That does not count as a feature. You'd be annoyed if I said that was a feature. <laughs> regular features, regular features. What is a feature coming next? Let us see. Now, that's lads, lads. Lads, if you're anything like me, and I can tell from that radiant glow and the saucy limp that you are, you've been playing Assassin's Creed. Fucking Valhalla. <laughs> the game that came out three years ago. The newest game. Yeah. In it's the just, market. It, it popped up on my wheel of recommendations. I thought, fuck it. Finished God. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you why I'm playing it. I'm playing it because I felt like I wasn't dying quickly enough. <laughs> <laughs> playing dying, dying like Mario. Or dying no, don't. like I feel a... Like too much life stretching ahead of me, and I want to fucking chuck hundreds of hours of that into the fucking bin. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm also playing it because I'm sick of acting, and I just want to hear accents instead. Mm. So it's so much nicer to hear people talking in thick accents and not being able to tell whether they can actually act. Mm. And finally, you know, I'm probably just playing it because I'm hiding from something foggy and threatening that probably doesn't even exist. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Dear. Uh, have you played it? Have you played it? I have. Yeah. I liked it a lot. I yeah. didn't finish it. But... I, I liked it when you went to to Leicher Chensterstyre. Ah, that's, <laughs> that's my favourite county in the game. You get to Snottinghamshire so quickly. I'm like, yes, that's the fact that people know about Nottingham that it used to be called Nottingham <laughs> because the rivers run thick with bogies. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like I'd come, come into it late. I was surprised at how kooky the missions are. How mm. this is a bit of a whimsical vibe. I, I love a bit of whimsy, so I was very pleased in the first one of the first side missions when I helped a guy throw all of his stuff off a cliff so he could kill himself. <laughs> Lovely little bit of <laughs> real, real Yakuza-style feel-good kookiness there. <laughs> Actually, I was sort of like, you, you've watched that, you think, well, you just share a little warm chuckle with the writers who clearly had a lot of fucking missions to write in this game. Yeah. I feel, yeah, they, they went very Red Dead Redemption with uh, some of the side missions, like, it all got a bit weird, like chasing slippery pigs and things. Oh yeah, there's a. I like. <laughs> you just realise that one of the writers likes the word wallop, and you meet a man who says, "Just two children saying, oh, have you met our granddad? He's the king of the wallop.' And like, they're just talking about, he'll wallop you if you don't run away." <laughs> Are you sure? Are you sure that's not one of your features? No, no. This is definitely king of the wallop. He's a base. He's the guy is just a blocking or parrying tutorial. You can't, you can't <laughs> fight him until you par- <laughs> yes. that's, I mean, that's honestly very good stuff. <laughs> I'm much, I, I hope King of the Wallop becomes the normal parrying tutorial across all games. <laughs> yeah, that be He nice. lands one wallop on you. You're as good as done for. <laughs> but my favourite my favorite side mission I've had so far is when I met a very, very dry man. And um, oh. I've taken a recording of it here, if you'd like to play the recording, Steve. Who's going to be... I could be either of these. Can anyone do an Ivor, uh, a sort of a Nordic no. Viking voice? <laughs> Absolutely not. I'll just do that normal German accent that I do for all European characters. <laughs> okay, in that case, I'll be the dry man. Unless, Steve, you want to do... Viking. There's only two characters in this. So there's only two characters. Yeah. I'll be Ivor. I'll be Ivor. Do it. Oh, woe is me. No wets in a week and my lips are as chapped as a fanny and as a Dyson hair blade. (laughs) Right, I need to be able to opt out of the Ivor if it's not going well for me. Okay, Okay, you can swap Ivors if you you want. Because there are two time streams. There's there's two Ivors. (laughs) What is this? By Odin's crows, I have never heard such medium beef from the face of a man. Oh, thank goodness. One as mighty as you surely makes big salty weps. Big salty weps in the deep grooves of that armour. Drip on me, I beseech thee. A warrior's wets are his own, earned in the fire of battle, and must be sponged as he sees fit. Oh, oh, arid am I. My mouth is a cavern in which no moss may grow. My neck is a straw plunged into a Capri sun long since sucked flat. Enough. I will give you some wet if it ceases this bleating. Oh, many thanks, kind stranger. This is the flannel my father gave me. It is parched from my dry suckles as he suckled at it before he turned into ash and blew into my face. How do I access... <laughs> Egyptian. <laughs> That's harder to do. <laughs> How do I access this? Uh, is it in the quick wheel? Yes, yes. Top left. <laughs> I must tell you now, the most luxurious and succulent wets are born only in the oily bars. <laughs> the bars of a warrior is a sacred Sacred place. I'm gonna tell you. It's such a hard <laughs> one it. to do. I will not defile it with this Christian flannel. Oh, 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 oh my shriveled tongue. Then it must be the yellow wets for me. Please soak my desiccated lippy lips 
with a gallon of hot steaming sunlight that my neck might once again gargle and my stomach roll and crash like the ocean. The piss of a warrior is also a bit sacred, I think. Oh, despondent and sunbaked am I. That was the last synonym for dry in Google. (laughs) (laughs) Then there is only the poorest of the body wets left. The armpit. A damp compromise that must be administered directly for it to have any effect at all. And you must stand on... You must stand with your hands on your head, flexing your biceps while I suck at it, or it won't be enough and I'll die. (laughs) (laughs) So, as as is the case in most of these stages, when you have to make a decision in Assassin's Creed Valhalla, you get three choices. Do you wipe the Christian flannel on your bath and throw it to the dry man? Do you piss a gallon of yellow mead wets onto his face that his mouth might fill? Or do you stand there flexing while he huffs your armpits? Yellow mead wets sounds like an actual craft beer. (laughs) (laughs) I've drunk yellow mead wets and it costs £7 a pint. (laughs) Goose Island is £7 a pint in Nottingham. I can only imagine how much it costs in fucking London. That's That's wild. wild. They've stopped selling it in London. Oh, really? (laughs) Because they've realised they can charge as hex the world for it. (laughs) It's gone gone on the FTSE 100 as a commodity. (laughs) Uh, Yellow Meadwets, I think. uh, I'm I'm into pursuing that line of wetting the dry man. (laughs) I think the bus, because... I read immediately after this that that's the option. Luckily, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, whatever you say, I'm just going to say, the man is happy, he is wetter than he was, but the next time you hallucinate, Odin says, what the fuck was that all about? And you get two skill points, which you spend on 2.3 melee damage and a backstab skill. Well, there you go. Yeah, yellow a, mead wets, am I right? Am I right? Um... Yeah, so the other thing, other thing I like about Akasin Kudahela is uh, the flighting. Have you heard the flighting on it? Mm, that's Do you like, remember flighting? That's what like is, no, what is no, flighting? naughty rap battles for Vikings, yes. isn't it? In, in the game, it's, oh. it's a side game that kind of boosts your charisma if you do it correctly. It's like little naughty poems that you have to use to slag off the people that you meet. But, but it's, it's all like in good fun because it's eight fun. Eight mile but it's yeah. uh, in Oslo. Literally, it's like Monkey Island stroke eight mile. The two things it is like. <laughs> I mean, because I, I actually looked up flighting, because like when you see a word you don't recognize and you're introduced to it in a game, you, um, you try and Google it, because you think, well, I'm a passive learner. I've been introduced to something. It's niggling at my brain. I'll read it up. So I, and I found a few really annoying articles, all of which used the phrase, it's like the original rap battling. <laughs> Every one of them said it. <laughs> it's like one of the articles I found um, pointed me to uh, an, uh, one of the earliest recorded flightings called the Flighting of Dunbar and Kennedy, which took place in the court of King James the Fourth. Contained such wonderful nuggets as this: Thou callst thyself rhetorician with thy golden lips. Nay, glowering gaping fool, thou art beguiled. Thou art but gluntock with thy guillotin hips. Whoa. Now that might not sound like much to you and me. But that verse basically said, you think you're pretty cool, but you've got knobbly knees covered in yellow shit. <laughs> fair, right? Yeah, babes. If you, if you said that to me, I'd give you 200 silver and just watch your charisma grow in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> and the second best insult from that whole thing was, you have a tartan bag and bad shoes. <laughs> That's quite a drop, quite a drop off in quality. It sounds like a, like a, one of the RuPaul judges. <laughs> Michelle Visage. You've got a tartan bag of bad shoes and resting bitch face. I just can't wait to see Joe's actual wedding suit. Hope it is that. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's just cancelling his tartan bag. <laughs> and can you make this, the shoes a bit better, please? Apparently bad shoes are out. <laughs> Look, I already asked you to do the tongue thing, but we've really got more work to do. <laughs> I had a vague stab at trying to write you two flighting each other because there's three people you need in a flighting thing. Mm. One, a person who is flighting. Two, their opponent. And third, a person to stand on the sidelines and go, oh, yeah, you got him good that time, boss. <laughs> yes. There is a name for the that guy. Is <laughs> is the mouth fluffer. It's the hype man. Come on, the guys. 
The mouth fluffer. My favourite mouth fluffing, since you asked, in any... Uh, I bet I've said this before, but in any hip-hop or R&B is the song In Those Jeans by Genuine, when there's a bit where he says that Genuine sings, I was looking hard, and his hype man in the background whispers, staring. Like it's a thesaurus. It's really good. <laughs> Cliff notes. That was actually like reading the the flighting of Kennedy and whatever it was, because every every line was that blue clover grunton, and at the end it went yellow shit. <laughs> <laughs> yellow shit. Yellow shit. Diarrhea. Talking about diarrhea. <laughs> oh, so we can do the flighting for me and Joe. We're gonna do some flighting. Yeah. They, so come on, let's have it, you two lads. Let's you get, let's get right. you flighting, okay. eh? Oh, I can't believe what you'll come out with. I bet you can't with some ram stuff. Ooh. Okay, here we go. I'm a big, tall man standing on a chair. Pardon me, sir, I didn't see you down there. From my lofty position, you resemble an ant. Also, you got all bad shit in your pant. Oh my lord! This boy has got the flying skills. I cannot, I cannot for the life of me see how Joe might come back from now on. Oh my god! He's got his work out for him. This guy has my bloody hell. <coughs> oh yeah, mate. Whatever. Listen to this. Everyone knows you chug down jizz. Jizz for breakfast. Jizz for supper. Your wife's upset because there's no jizz up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, he didn't. Oh, and yet it's plain to see that he did. And unfortunately, that's when I realised that I'd actually done a decent joke and I couldn't continue because nothing else I wrote would have a joke in it like that. And then one, I was like... You, uh, you ran out of things that could be construed as homophobic to make me say, as per usual. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's left yeah. in the beginning of my next flight, which is ableist, so I can read that one. <laughs> Okay, yes. <laughs> I just met you and this is crazy. You got no balls and one eye is lazy. <laughs> I just met you. And then, sorry, Steve, I couldn't finish this one. Because <laughs> he kiss, was kiss, laughing kiss. too hard. No, I just realised that when you get an unexpected rhyme that isn't too telegraphed, like mm. no jizz upper, then I can't do better than that. And I, can't, I haven't got the wherewithal to put it towards the end of it and just cut and paste it later. So I don't know good. how that works. Something's so good about your wife being upset by that. <laughs> not, <laughs> not pissed off. <laughs> upset. <laughs> Where did it all go wrong? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because you're like presumably chugging up everyone else's jizz, mm. but the twist is that you are also chugging your own jizz because there's not enough left for your wife. Oh, I just thought there was like a, a jizz surfeit. <laughs> you're you're chugging down tons of jizz and producing none of your own. There's a bottleneck. Oh, you're you're lying on your back with your knees by your ears, chugging down jizz. That's for that years had, and years. That's a really yes. good meter. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> now we flighten, babies. Watch out, we're flight risk. <laughs> uh, so yeah, finally, uh, every time I play this game i always try to think of some things that the passers-by can say as i run past so i'm going to run you down a top 10 and i know i've done this before in my past so you can tell me if these are repeats of anything i've done before top 10 barks when you run through a crowd number 10 an incredulous man i've heard of cat on a hot tin roof but this is ridiculous number nine an observant child he went up that wall like an egg in a trebuchet <laughs> number eight the frustrated shopkeeper What's the big rush? Stop in my shop and buy a fucking owl. Number seven, the indulgent old lady. <laughs> Looks like someone's having a funny five minutes. Number six, another incredulous man. <laughs> I've heard of jumping beans, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> Number five, the appreciative woman. He can climb his cock up the walls of my fanny anytime. <laughs> Number four, the slow beggar. Can you spare a bit of... Oh, he's gone. <laughs> Three, a dry man. I bet running around that gets you a really dead oily bass. If only I were not so dry and running did not chafe my thighs so. Number two, a third incredulous man. I've heard of dancing on the ceiling, but this is ridiculous. Number one, a fat jealous me. 
showy prick. <laughs> That's it. That's the limit of my creative response to an old Assassin's Creed game. Good day. <laughs> Very creative. Creative response. So, GCSE level stuff. I... <laughs> You've just read Shakespeare. Can you do something else, please? <laughs> I'm really enjoying it. I don't know which of you it is, but one of you has highlighted in the Google Doc, jizz for breakfast, jizz for supper, and it's really making me laugh that it's just st- <laughs> it's standing out. <laughs> like you're going to do something with it, turn it into a graphic. Copying it into red bubble and turning it into a T-shirt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the best things in life are free. But my favourite comes out of a bee. I want honey. That's what I want. That's what I want. That's what I want. The queen gives me such a thrill. But it's out of drones the syrup spills. I want honey. Buzz, 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 buzz. Buzz, 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 buzz. Buzz, buzz, buzz. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Regular Features Podcast. If you like the podcast, you can, you can, can burp, burp all over it. You can bloody burp all over the outro. <laughs> I was doing a little burp. You started at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but one of those is what we met, were meant to do at this time, Log. One of them is something we must do. Well, that's burp for the regular burpers burpee. <laughs> if you like your own bee name, you can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features and help us out by donating an amount of your choosing per episode. And if you do, you'll get that bee name I just told you about and access to the Discord. That's our private beehive bees hang out to talk to one another. Boys, it's time for you to give bee names to new patrons. Mm. Are you ready? Yes. Please give a bee name to Genevieve King. Buzz for breakfast, buzz for supper. Your wife's upset because there's no buzz upper. I like that we're reusing our material this quickly. (laughs) (laughs) I think we need to. Please give a bee name to Alexander Knowles. Knowles, 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 you don't love me. And I know now. <laughs> no, that's not right. No, that's got no bees in it at all. <laughs> Mr. B. <laughs> the smile on Steve's face tells me that he loves this and that we must go in. <laughs> Mr. B. It's a fundamental one. I think that is good. You know what? We've never it's, given Mr. B. It's like we've been playing around with like compounds and science and chemistry too much and we just need to go back to the periodic table (laughs) yes mr b yeah i love it i feel like it's a powerful b name if you come into the discord with mr b everyone's gonna lose their fucking mind that's crazy that you got that (laughs) oh my god i mean you must be a close personal friend of the cast (laughs) there's no way that that's B-name number however many hundreds we've given. He, he's just walking around with that B-name now. That's incredible. It, and it has unlocked. Whenever I next sign up for a, a website, I'm just going to press the title thing, and I'm going to look at Mr., Mrs., Reverend, Right Honourable. <laughs> There's going to be a fucking whole new world of B-names. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, can you please give a B-name to David Regan? B-Pie. Pie baked by bees, full of bees, for bees. <laughs> for cannibal bees. Please give a bee name to Andrew Ralph Gledil. Why, why is my brain fucking stop now? You can't stop thinking of jizz rhymes. You must stop thinking of jizz rhymes. I'm literally looking about my room. Net gear. <laughs> <laughs> just put net gear. Please just put net gear. Net net gear. Yeah, insect net gear. <laughs> like a butterfly net gear. Yeah. You can catch net gear. other insects with a net. 
Just because it says butterfly in it doesn't mean it won't work. Insect net gear. Okay. <laughs> uh, please give a V name to Charlotte Ralph Gladil. What? What if we threw the cat among the pigeons and said, Mrs. B? Oh, my, <laughs> oh my God. God. Who the hell is we married her off to? Exactly. You married her off to Alexander Knowles, and you've just given her partner insect net gear. <laughs> I think that's exactly the kind of social upheaval that we're aiming for with bee names. <laughs> Once you're in the hive, you have no... It's just a big mess of legs. (laughs) So that's Mrs. B. Yeah. M-I-S-S-U-S-B. It's the classic spelling, which means you are betrothed to Mr. B. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, please give a B name to Marlon Gilliam. So many B names. Our queenie, who art in the hive. Hallowed be your eggs. Hello, B. Hollow be, Hollow be your eggs. <laughs> That's a curse. That's a curse from one bitchy queen to another. <laughs> your eggs are all hollow. You've got nothing. Well, if you'd like your very own bee name, you can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features. Help us out. Two pounds an episode or just tell your friends. Uh, you also get to go uh, access to the bee. I've said all this stuff before the bee. Yeah, but it bears repeating. Do we still need to ask for five-star reviews? <laughs> I want to fucking... Get some five-star reviews down us, and then I want them to tell us that they've left them so we can read them out and then go, mm. that was not a good review. <laughs> you didn't point out, you didn't tell us who your favourite was. If, if people could do five stars on Spotify as well as Apple, because if we get high enough, we might get acquired by the Ringer network. And then Ooh, we're going the, to the top. They're like at a sports and culture network do some good stuff with like ian wright <laughs> i just want <laughs> ian wright to come on the podcast uh we have a five star review on itunes from who won? from when uh 2022 oh that's nice that's recent this podcast is a beautiful documentation of a wonderful friendship between five men taking place <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it started with a burp and it ends with a burp goodbye see you later readers features <laughs> Regular features. Regular features.